Hi there, it's Tegan, and welcome back to my podcast, You're Already Everything. Wherever you are and whatever time you're listening to this, I hope you're doing amazing and life has been good. I know it's been a little bit since I last released an episode, but as I've mentioned before, I don't really have a timeline on this thing and life gets crazy, and I would rather come out with something that I feel like is really meaningful and I put good work into rather than try and rush things together more often. For this episode, I'm going to just cut right to the point and in another episode that I will be releasing soon has a little bit more of my background story slash things that have been going on in my life. So if you want to hear about the craziness that has been the past couple months of my life, you can look forward to that in the following episode. If not, you, as always, can just skip through anything you want and listen to what you feel like is most exciting for you. Anyways, I really, really hope that you enjoy listening to today's episode. I am recording this intro post our conversation, and I am beyond moved by everything that my guest speaker today had to say. Her name is Amaris, and my dad met her, actually, when he was out in California, and they had a moving conversation, and we ended up in contact, and I asked her to be featured on my podcast because it sounded like she had a lot of wisdom to share, and boy, did she have a lot of wisdom to share. I am so excited for you guys to get to listen to her and what she has to say about being a collegiate athlete, being an athlete in general, how some of those qualities have transitioned into our own life, and also just general life advice and just being a good person advice. I was smiling this entire time while she talked, and I really hope you guys are just as moved and inspired today as I am. I will have linked her Instagram also on this podcast description. So if you are moved by her and want to follow her on Instagram, I'm going to link that there as well. Okay, I have Amaris on with me now and she's going I'm going to give her a few minutes to introduce herself and please just tell us a little bit of your story. Awesome. Well thank you for having me, Tegan. Um it's great to meet you. Um my, a little bit of my story. I was a collegiate athlete. I actually ran um, track in high school, and I did the hurdles, high jump, um, triple jump, and the I was the anchor for the four by one. Wow! And I made the Do mistake. Do it all. Of, I, I, it gets it gets better. Okay. Um, oh gosh. I I made the mistake of going to track camp, where I ended up getting recruited to attend college. So. <laughs> My coach knew that I could do um, other events because uh-huh. we did a pentathlon at oh. the end of track camp. So <laughs> uh, I was recruited to run the the hurdles and to do the high jump in college. And my second year, I was transitioned to a heptathlete. So wow. for those of you that don't know, <laughs> that's the hurdles, high jump, shot put, javelin, 800, 200, long jump. Oh my god! And then I also still did the uh, open hurdles and open high jump. So it was quite uh, exciting to be recruited to run track in college. It's, yeah, I love track and field, um, but I also didn't know that people do things between their senior year and their freshman year of college uh-huh. <laughs> to prepare for something like that. So uh-huh. uh, it was quite a shock to my system uh, to get to college and, uh, you know, take on that much. So it was, yeah. it was a lot of fun. But I grew up in Louisiana, um, and to be able to get a track scholarship from my school is kind of a miracle because our track was like red dirt pebbles. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but I just, it's something that I enjoy doing. I ran, started running when I was a kid and I just, I mean, I don't even know that I thought that it could be a thing to yeah. do that in college, you know? So, yeah. um, yeah, that's what led me to Northwestern State University in Natchitoches, Louisiana. Wow. So just, mm-hmm. this is just a side question, but okay, you've got so many events to train for, like, is, do you train for one every day? Do you hit them all in a day? Like, that's that's a lot and a lot to prepare for. 
It is. It is a lot to prepare for. I had an amazing um, coach in college, and then he also brought on someone to coach the heptathlete specifically. Uh-huh. So I didn't. I didn't train for every event every day. That would have been oh, well. insane and yeah. impossible. But what we, what they did was, you know, they created a structure where I maybe worked on the field events this day, um, and then the next day or two days later, I would focus on. Um, more of my my running events like the sprinting events i see jumping you know that sort of thing so we kind of just rotated did a rotation and then there's always conditioning that is needed for all of it so yeah it was it was eventful (laughs) wow that is pretty fascinating i interesting to hear about so i know we had discussed about talking about you sharing some wisdom about your mindset in college and you know, the mindset of a, being a, a collegiate athlete. So mm-hmm. the first question I have for you is talking about a collegiate mindset. What kind of mindset does that look like? And why is it important to have? Well, or what makes up, I, I, what makes up the ideal mind collegiate athlete mindset for you kind of? Totally. Well, I'd, I'd just like to say that going to college going to college um, as a collegiate athlete brings its own level of something different to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> um, and even just starting college as a regular student, you, it's a huge adjustment. And so for a collegiate athlete specifically, you know, there's a duality there. So you have to prepare for how do I wake myself up every morning yep. and maybe train before class. Yep. And then how do I make sure that I hit all of my classes, do all of my homework, yep. get to the training room, you know, um, when I'm injured and then also be good at what I do, yeah. you know, and make the grades and then also make it. So I say all that to say that, uh, for me, what makes up a, a healthy, cause I don't like to say good or bad, good, like yeah. a healthy mindset for an athlete is someone who knows how to lead themselves well. And so that looks like being disciplined in your time management, um, being disciplined in the way that you um, think about things. Yep, It's super important because across the board, the way you think, whether you are whatever type of athlete you are, whether you're a collegiate athlete, whether you are, um, and it, whether this is something you do outside of college, once you move on or not, yes, um, it's going to be your foundation for how you perceive things, how you filter information. And so, you know, let's say an unhealthy mindset may be, this is what our workout is today. And it's like, oh, this is too hard. I don't think I can do this. Like, I don't know why I'm here. Yep. Like, what is, like, how am I going to make it through this practice? Like I just, versus, you know, if you've practiced having a healthy mindset, um, you may say, okay, how do I break this down? Stay positive. I can do this. How do I encourage myself to prepare me for today's, you know, training? So I think the things that make up a good, uh, a healthy mindset are, um, just really learning how to lead yourself well and how to encourage yourself. And one of the ways that I think is helpful is to pay attention to the quality of your thoughts. I love that. That's actually a generic (laughs) definition of meditation. So paying attention to the quality of your thoughts, because the truth is we're not going to be able to turn our minds off. Yeah. Um, we're not gonna be able to do that if we could we would be yes <laughs> you know doing something different with our lives that's true um, but I say that to say when you pay attention to the quality of your thoughts then you can become aware okay what kind of triggers me to go dark or what kind of yeah. triggers me to go negative versus what inspires me what encourages me um, and how do I introduce more of that into the way that I'm thinking about what I'm doing so yeah, I think that um, meditation is a great way to, and it's not it's not always you know sitting still on your mat and um, or you know in a comfortable position and um, with your eyes closed and all of that. You can do, and this is a cool. I find it to be a cool thing. I even do it today, like walking meditations. 
Yeah. So if you're walking from class and you're heading to practice, really just taking taking in deeper breaths than you have maybe all day. Yeah. And longer exhales than you have all day. And hearing every sound, hearing the the chatter of people talking, hearing the cars, hearing you know, hearing all of the different things that come in, feeling the wind on your skin. And I know that sounds like what? But it, what it does is grounds it causes you, a little you to bit. ground. Yes. 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 And it will ground you. Um, and then obviously in your spare time, um, I do think making a practice of sitting still, being still for a second, uh-huh. which could be hard in college. Yeah. With all everything <laughs> you've got going. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Then that's just if you did, you know, your regular classes, uh, your training. But what if you want to have a social life? <laughs> what if you want to be in a, a sorority? or a fraternity, all of that, um, takes structure. Yeah. Um, to be able to manage. I love that grounding thing. And I like the idea of like walking meditation because sometimes it's just hard for me to, well, like a, like you mentioned, make the time to try and be still for a few minutes, but mm-hmm. B, if I do have time, it's sometimes hard for me to just be able to sit still with myself and try and focus I don't know meditation yeah. is I mean it takes practice but it's hard for uh, yeah. me so I think the idea of of walking and just grounding yourself in movement also as well is totally I mean helpful because to we're athletes yeah we're, we want to do something you yeah. know we're, our bodies are like what can I do yeah you know um so we want to be doing something anyway so if we are going to be doing something um then that's a great time to be paying attention. That's not as physical as our actual, you know, sport, but something as simple as walking um, is a great way to uh, pay attention on purpose to the quality of your thoughts. So pay attention on purpose. I like that. Mm -hmm. That is strong. (laughs) Okay. Um, So I guess you kind of just, I was going to say, walk us through some smaller steps you can take to, so, like, say you're really struggling with, you know, those during practice, um, trying to be mindful and keep those pos- th- thoughts positive. What are just mm-hmm. small steps that you can take to trying to become a more aware person of your thoughts and keeping them in a more positive realm? Totally. You know, it's interesting. Um, developing a practice of doing that is obviously what will build the foundation for when you are at practice or when you are at a meet or a, you know, a competition. Yeah. Yeah. Competition in general. Um, but if you haven't built that, um, one of, one of the ways that you can do that is to like enlist the help of a teammate. Yep. Um, like community is everything that what we do is because we want to team with people. Yes. Yes, we love a sport, but we also love people. Yeah. So you like having a partner, having someone to go to and be like, I'm tripping. <laughs> Help me. You know, like I'm, hey, uh, something I say to my sister, um, and I come from a, a family of athletes, but, um, and we all did collegiate sports. So cool. Um, I, sometimes I'll text her, or if I'm near her, I'm like, I'm shrinking. And to me, that is, I am forgetting who I am. Uh I'm forgetting that I'm bigger than the sport. I'm bigger than whatever it is that I'm doing. I'm I'm bigger than that right now. I'm letting my thoughts um, get to you a little bit. Yeah. 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 Make me small. Yeah. And just, you know, even if it's just like a quick, if you don't have your person there to remind you of that, uh, something I did in high school, I wore rubber bands on my wrist. Uh, just, I wore 13. They even covered it in one of my, <laughs> one of the newspaper articles. I said newspaper. How old am I? <laughs> Hilarious. But they covered it in the newspaper article because it was so important to me. Um, and not necessarily like a superstition, but like just yeah. a reminder, yeah. you know? Um, so having little reminders for yourself like that. I was thinking about this um, when I was reading through some of the things you had asked that we would prepare for. Yeah. And I don't know that I truly did it but i think another cool thing you could do is to have an honest and open conversation and a dialogue with your coach yeah and let them know 
I want to be the best, I want to be the best performer that I can be. Yep. And that requires me to be the best that I can be for myself. So on a day when I'm, I may be struggling, Yeah. I might need you to remind me who I am. And that, that's just something that you can have a rapport with and being honest, like, am I, you know, it's easy to burn out in a sport without pacing ourselves mentally, not just physically. So a good, I think a good thing to do is to say, Hey, um, I need, I need to be able to come to you and say, um, either I'm burnt out yeah. and then I need you to be aware enough of me yeah. <laughs> to say, let it burn. Meaning, no, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> or okay. And I'm like, let it burn because sometimes, uh, when we are functioning, when we're not honest with our, ourselves and I'm going to say me, when I'm not honest with myself, yeah. I may be, I may be functioning at, at 60% because my 60% looks like someone else's 100%. Yeah. And so I have to be honest enough with myself to say, oh, I, I can do, I can do more than what I'm doing. Um, or I can be more specific in the way that I'm training. Um, and just enlisting the help of your coach to be able to do that because, yeah. you know, it's just, it's being honest. Like it's, it's so easy to want to please, yeah. um, your coach or your parents or yourself. yourself. Yeah. Yourself, I'm like, but my body is like, girl. If you do not leave me alone, true. <laughs> uh, if you don't leave me alone, because I, 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 I was in the training room a lot. Yeah, so I had, yeah, I, I competed with a lot of injuries, um, and so that takes mental fortitude to yeah. be able to do that. Yeah, to be able to command your body and say, no, we're not. Like we're stronger than that. Yeah, you know, so. Hopefully that answered your question. That was great. I I especially agree with like building a relationship with your coach and um hope like hopefully I mean people listening they have a relationship with their coach because I know I definitely have that kind of relationship on my club team and mm-hmm. and being able to say like hey like you know today's not my greatest day but also looking to my coaches and like they know me so well by this point that you know, if, it, if, it, if it's an off day or, you know, I'm at a meet and things are really overwhelming, they're really, mm-hmm. they're really good at reminding me, like, you, this moment, you're, you're better than this, like, this, these thoughts that you're having right now, you're prepared, like, you've done all the work, that yeah. kind of thing, and just very mm-hmm. good at, like, even those simple reminders, it's not like I've forgotten all the work that yeah. I've done, right, like, right. you get to some big stages and, it's not like I just like disregard all the work, but you know, those thoughts can be really powerful sometimes trying to overcome sure. them. So even just simple reminders of no Tegan, you're, you're going to be able to swim. You're going to be able to finish the race. Like you've done a lot of like you're, you're fine kind of thing. Even though it's just simple reminders from your coaches, especially that have seen you do all the training is really important. So I like that point. For sure. Um, so that's, I mean, you talk specifically more at a collegiate level, but for people or younger people listening to this that, I mean, even myself preparing for college, what are smaller Mm -hmm. steps or how can younger athletes work on and prepare for maybe the demand of college or just the college experience, et cetera, trying to prepare now without having like the full on collegiate experience? Totally. That makes sense. Well, because I think one of the most important things that you learn um, in going to college is time management. Yeah. You probably already have it anyway um, (laughs) to be an athlete, even in high school. Yeah, true. I mean, the schedule alone in high school is like, what? Um, (laughs) But um, by keeping a journal, keeping a journal um, that has, yes, your schedule, but then also uh, taking notes on my thoughts today, like yeah. what am, like how I'm feeling and what I'm thinking. And if you're not like a journal person, like I don't want to write down, I don't want to sit down and do that. Make, yeah. Keep a voice note on your phone. Like keep a journal, like a, a record journal, an audio journal on your phone so that you can begin to understand the cycles of how you think. Yep. Um, the things that, like I said earlier, like that might trigger you. And by that, it just means like what, uh, especially in high school, there's so much to think about. Yeah. 
truly the social aspect is even more demanding yeah. yeah and so your mindset is is probably one of the most powerful tools that you'll have um even like to setting the foundation for a good mindset in high school is like you're ahead of the game yeah if you can if you yeah. can do that um and so really it just it, creating tools for yourself so like i said journaling um keeping an audio journal time management yep keeping your calendar well um whether that's through your phone or, or physical paper seeing it visualizing um even um, i was gonna say corny things but like <laughs> things like um not too many people sit down and do a vision board anymore yeah. but there's digital visual vision yes, boards. We're, yes. always, we're always on our phone you know we have access to everything on the internet and so creating goals for yourself yep even you know and i create like a digital like quarterly create a digital vision board for yourself or a goal board and that just means okay i have all these pictures of what i would like i brainstormed like what i want to see for myself how i want to prepare this is how i want to show up in college uh-huh. so and you can write dates by it yeah okay. like did i achieve this you can go as far as writing objectives um, like why do i want to achieve this that's good for your mindset like why do i want to uh, achieve this thing so that you're, you're you know you're aware and you're introspective um, of why you want to achieve the goals you want to achieve yep and then what are my action steps? How am I going to achieve these things? And you can share that with, like I always say, like an accountability partner. Yes. Um, one of your teammates that can help you, that you do it together. Yeah. You know, be the person on your team that's like, y'all, we need to get our minds <laughs> together. That's funny. Who's, who's with me? I, I mean, I've like run a goal setting type poster situation for my team and you know it's it's not as pictures as it could be but like I mean we at the beginning of the season and you know we I I really wish I could do a better job because it's it's difficult um with how swimming works because you've got club season but then you also have like a girls high school season and then as soon as the girls are done the boys are starting so it's not like we're always all together as a team so it could be like a little bit better but I do try and get a goal setting thing going at the beginning of the year and you know it's kind of you make the most of it but yeah i it, it could be a little more vision board. in like a group a digital group some kind of way okay could help yeah you know? keep everyone even if you're not like yeah. at the club okay <laughs> or the good old group chat the good old group chat <laughs> <laughs> you know group chat hey drop a goal in here so that we all know yeah what's your goal for this week or what's your goal for this month you know three weeks from now three months from now yeah um could help I love that idea. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, next, I would ask, what, after being a collegiate athlete, um, and I, I guess I'm assuming you're kind of done with your athletic career. <laughs> but yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little done. You're shocked. <laughs> so, like, how did you um, transition from, you know, life, the, to the collegiate athlete life into you know, not being an athlete anymore and what, um, what were some like helpful tools or, you know, things about your mindset that carried over or your routine, et cetera, that were really helpful into transitioning into that new phase of your life? Totally. What I love about being a collegiate athlete, um, is that it did teach me, um, things that I couldn't learn outside of teaming at that level. Yeah. And, Funny enough, I transitioned to <laughs> teaming at an even higher level. So I went on to dance for the, um, because I was also a cheerleader. I forgot to say oh that. Oh my gosh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to say that I would go from training at home in the morning to class, actually the training room before class. I had 12 hours in the morning and then, or 12 to 15 hours in the morning, then I would go to the training room again, lunch, training room, track practice, weightlifting, and then I would show up to cheerleading practice and do that for three hours, but I was always late, and they knew it. Yeah. But uh, before I could start, I would have to do five standing back handsprings, five standing back ducks, 
and two tumbling passes uh-huh. before I could jump in. Yeah. That was after track practice and weights. My body was like, yeah. what? <laughs> but um, because of that, like that type of thing, it's, it, I love, I love being on a team. Yeah. I love, um, me too. It, it's just, it's, there's nothing like it. Yeah. And really the tools that we learn from being on a team translate quite wonderfully to the workforce. Um, my workforce is a little more creative, uh-huh. but um, I went on to dance for uh, the WNBA, and then I did three seasons with the Houston Rockets. Um, no way. As a dancer. I did. Wow. Um, which is, I mean, amazing and fun. Yeah. But it, it's it's like I wasn't ready to put teaming down. In yeah. fact, yeah. I just spoke at my um, my work summit, which is a team of creative people who put on massive um music festivals and live events and i got to speak about this very thing like i'm but one person and this is something that i think that is going to be helpful to know now so that you can just hone in on it um i was i became the track captain um of our varsity team yep and i don't know it's not because i was the most talented by any means it was because of the way that I showed up to practice, the the work ethic, the mentality that I brought, the encouragement that I brought. And I bring that same thing to every single team that I've been a part of. So, you know, before we went out to dance, um, I'm a believer. So before we went out to dance, I was like, okay, we're going to (laughs) pray because there's a lot of people in here. Um, We had three hours of practice, two days a week, but we have two dances and, all these other sideline dances that we have to know. Yeah. So just to like ground us and be like, you know, I, I remained, um, I've remained being the, like the mediator. Yeah. The, the grounding mediator. That's like, okay, world, you're a lot right now. Um, but I'm going to pull my team together and we're going to rally together and make this happen. And that is the same thing that I've been doing over and over and over. I'm a professional actor now. And that's one huge team. Yeah. To make an episode of television, to make a, uh, a film, you're on a team again. And yeah. I'm like, this is so cool. This is great. I get to be on a team for the rest <laughs> of my life, great. basically. Yeah. And that same discipline, like our, our discipline, our time management yep. are still just as important. Um, specificity to detail translates to everything. Even if you don't go on to do, um, you know, your sport at the professional level, Every skill and, and gift that you have is going to be necessary, even if it's like for a corporate job. Uh-huh. It, it all translates, translates it somewhere. All, most corporations hire pre like previous collegiate athletes. Yeah. Because they're like, oh yeah, they know how to team. They yeah. know how to listen. They know how to um, manage themselves well. They know how to take direction, to pivot. And these are all skills that you learn uh, on a team and that's what I learned on being being a collegiate athlete so and I love learning something new like you know track practice was insane but it's <laughs> like I loved it so much because it was hard but it taught me something new about my physical capability it taught me something new so I could learn something but it also taught me something new about myself yeah and that's life <laughs> You're always going to be learning something new about yourself. Um, and I think that's really cool. That's so awesome. I'm I'm just like smiling over here. <laughs> oh, so I'm so with you on the team. I'm such a team person as well. And I, I mean, I was captain for my high school team this year and that was a really incredible experience. And I definitely like hope that, I mean, obviously I had an impact with, you know, scoring points and all that, but I hope that I had a mm-hmm. bigger impact as a person and a leader versus my swimming abilities. But I, I... already know that that is true. <laughs> <laughs> Just this conversation, even yeah. our previous, you know, text conversations and yeah. the way that your family speaks about you, um, it says so much. It says so, like the <laughs> fact that you even care to have a conversation <laughs> about mindset and leadership, yeah. like whoa you're so ahead of the game (laughs) (laughs) thank you 
welcome. Oh, um, I've, we really covered a lot. I think yeah. one, I guess is good, a little bit specific, but so, you know, like, and I'm sure you've experienced this with, especially with all that you've done, but, um, the pressure that is like put on athletes, I'm sure mm-hmm. you've had some pressure moments. What? Um, and that can be really, like, impactful, you know, negatively, some some positively, you know, sometimes it, that kind of pressure is really good for people, but mm-hmm. speaking for myself, pressure is hard for me to try and calm myself down under, but what do you, if you're in, like, a high-pressure moment, how do you talk to yourself, how do you try and bring yourself to be level-headed kind of thing and work through high-pressure moments? <sighs> It's funny, I always say that I function well in chaos, but I don't want to be able to do that. <laughs> it's a, it's a skill set, but I don't want to be good at it. Um, it's like, no. So I don't know if you've ever heard of Strength Finders. Um, it's a self-assessment. Um, I have a master's in leadership, and it was one of the assessments we had to take. And one of my notes, my second strength, and for a long time it was my first strength, is positivity. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I find that when I get stressed, rather than keep it in or on myself, yeah, I I face outward because it's so easy to spiral. Yeah. And I've done it. Don't get me wrong. I've absolutely spiraled and been like, <laughs> I told my sister, I was like, I can't do this. I'm like, I I accidentally I love to read and I. But my classes got dropped as a sophomore because I of a library fine. I forgot uh-huh. to turn my library book in. <laughs> Classic. And I ended up in singer courses as a fresh as a sophomore, and I was like, "This is so hard. Like, I don't think I can do this anymore." <laughs> and I was just—I didn't train before I got to college. I was like, "I don't—I can't make it." So she was like, first of all," I was like, "How do you have a nervous breakdown? You're like 18, 19 years old." But it felt like it. Yeah. So yeah. I, she was like, "Pause, breathe. We'll find you a new major." I ended up getting an A, an a and an A minus in the two classes that I took. I was like, Ugh. but it's fine. Um, so honestly, she ended up like regrouping. We went to where her boyfriend at the time became her husband. Uh, we went to his town in Arkansas. There's like 300 people there. Mm-hmm. And we trained our bodies like never before. Uh-huh. So we trained our bodies, which helps your mentality. Yeah. So when you come back, um, so even in the off seasons, you know what I'm saying? Like doing yeah. things that, that help your body yep. um, builds a confidence in you because no one's telling you to do it. Yeah. So I would say it, it changed, like that's something that helped change the way that I showed up um, and to lead myself well. But also when I do find myself in those really pressure moments, yeah. <laughs> there were, there were, when I was doing like hurdles, I remember, I just get really nervous and I start talking to the people next to me. I'm a talker too. Gosh, we are <laughs> oh basically the God. same. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you know, good luck, hopefully. And so I just start flinging compliments yeah. to people. Me too. Gosh, I have to high five every, everyone next to me. I'm always high fiving <laughs> them. Got, got it. Yes, <laughs> good luck. We got this. And half luck, the people. Yep, yep. Yeah. So it's just, it's that pep talk. Yeah. It's yeah. the pep talk. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And if you're not like a pep talk person, if you maybe are more introverted, mm-hmm. um, Find a good playlist. Music is so powerful. Yeah. Um, especially for athletes. You know, we use it to get, you know, hype and like, yeah, okay, yeah. we're ready. You use it that way, but there's also the other power side. in yeah. listening to music that will help ground you, that will bring you back to your center, that will encourage you, mm-hmm. make you smile, make you happy. And then also just remember, pressure is not real. <laughs> it's, it is a perceived thing. Yeah. So something they teach you in meditation um, is to not suffer twice. <laughs> it's to not suffer twice. So when, if, if you're feeding yourself these thoughts before you've ever even tried the thing, yeah, you don't even know if that's going to be the outcome. Yeah. You know? Um, so give yourself an opportunity that's why meditation is so powerful to give yourself an opportunity to be like, Oh, I hear you. And you know, I'm an actor. So I talk to myself all the time. Like, that's not true. Nope. 
not today. No, <laughs> you know, so you have to remind yourself. It's like, cause you can get down and be like, ah, oh, man, I, today sucked. I didn't do, I didn't like, I just didn't do good today. And yeah. I, just, I don't know if I'd like, if I'm even ready to run this race or yeah. I'm not, especially when it comes to injuries, you know, and yeah. you're like, oh, I'm not at a hundred percent. Hey, but I showed up. So That's what? me right now. Actually. I, I mean, just momentarily side note that I fractured my yeah. foot a few weeks ago and I have like, oh. hopefully, you know, my biggest meet of the season in a few weeks, but showing up, it's, it's really changed the expectation because no, mm. I can't give a hundred percent right now, but even showing up and doing even a small thing that I can is yeah. Gotta remind myself of that. So thank you for mentioning that. Keep going. Sorry. No, it's powerful. <laughs> and you know, I just want to say that oh, what is showing up a hundred percent? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you are injured, hundred percent is showing up. Hello. Hundred <laughs> percent is showing up, and you are showing up a hundred percent in the full capacity of what you can bring to the table at that moment. Yeah. That's all that anyone can ask of you, including yep. yourself. That's all your coach. Yep. And we it may be it may feel sometimes like, oh, they're gonna be so disappointed in me. They're gonna be so yeah. like, oh, I can't believe like they gave me a scholarship and I'm over here doing this, you know. Yeah. I'm injured again. You know, but the reality is that all they can do is ask you to give your best. All you can do is ask yourself to show to up show like, up. hey, even just having a conversation with your body. Yeah. Hey, thank you. Thank you for for everything that you've done to get me to this moment. Thank you for that. And I know that you're hurt right now, but I'm just going <laughs> to ask you to partner with me and to show up at this meet and give everything that you can. And I promise that I will take care of you when we're done. <laughs> I will ice. I will sit in the ice bath. Yep. <laughs> Whatever you need me to do, I got you. So it's, you know, it's weird, but it's also like our bodies are... They are our vehicle. Yeah. They're so kind to show up yeah. for us yeah. to be a collegiate athlete in the first place. Yeah. I guess that's one other side thing that I just thought of right now. But um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever like struggled with like confidence in your body or or not. But um, being like grateful for everything that your body does and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like sometimes it's hard to like you know if you body image is such a huge thing. But is there, if you, have you ever struggled with body image or what would you say to people that do struggle with body image? If you have anything on the fly about that. I know there's a side note, but you mentioning that. Totally. Well, um, I was 105 pounds of 5'7". It's so 105 pounds um, when I entered college. And that's skinny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's thin. Um and I did, I, I wasn't lifting anybody's weights. I just, you know, and so then to come and see people yeah. who are like, what did you eat this morning? <laughs> you know, it's like, I can't force my body to be bigger. I can't make it be more. I used to drink creatine shakes. I mean, yeah. I was, I wanted to be bigger um, than what I was. And I realized that and you know this, I've listened to a couple of your podcasts that comparison yeah. kills. Yeah. It kills your confidence. It kills your confidence. And the reality is I'm much bigger now. And each of the stages that I've been at to where I was like, you know, I was super, super skinny growing up and in college. And in, and now I'm like, I find myself looking back and be like, oh man, I wish I was at least this size. Yeah. Or at yeah. least that size. And it's so funny that looking backwards you'll always be grateful for where you were yeah so just remembering like hey i'm gonna be so grateful in 20 years for where i'm at right now in five years and 10 years i'm gonna be so grateful for this body so why not enjoy it now why not be grateful right now um and honestly that is something i think in 2019 i i meditated at this um and i had never done meditation before i was like what is that (laughs) are you trying to turn my brain off like you know <laughs> I was very skeptical <laughs> um but I I would go to this place it's called the den here in LA um and that was the first time I heard someone use language like that uh-huh. to thank to thank your your body 
for all that it does. I remember. Oh, oh my gosh. I think I started crying. I I bet, honestly. I was like, I mean, I, injury after injury, then to still have that career. And yep. then I remember I got in a car accident here and it herniated three of the discs in my back and it changed oh. the way that I audition even and yeah. function in my life. Yeah. Um, so to book my first three commercials for Nike and NCAA doing track and field yeah. was like, this is, like, I didn't know that it could translate. Like, yeah. I didn't, like, it was just a big smile, like, hey, all that hard work that you put in. It paid off. It works here. Yeah. It works And out. do you know, I, I found myself in the same place that I would be in. Um, in college where I'm thinking like, oh, I'm so, I'm so much smaller than everyone else, all these things. Uh-huh. So when I get to this audition, this Nike audition, these girls still compete. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they still compete. They look like they just left the way. Practice, room. yeah. The call was for sprinters. And while I have a capability to do that, I'm like, I'm an actor now. I haven't trained yeah. like that in I don't know how long. Yeah. And then I had to remember they're asking me, they're asking me to tell a story. Yeah. They're not asking me to go to physically compete yeah. in this event. And so to that, I would say, what story do you want to tell with your life? Like, what story do you want your body to tell at the end of it all? Yeah. And I want to be like, I'm, I'm so grateful for the body that I was given. We, we had some times. <laughs> um, we had some times and she was, she was with me the whole way. Yeah. Um, you know, and so just creating like a dialogue and a love, a love for your body is so important. Yeah. And necessary, so. Oh, thank you for sharing. That was really moving for me. Yeah. Think about the story that you want to tell. That's Yeah. I love that. I got one last or two last questions. Okay. And the first one is, I mean, this is, this is kind of like just basic questions, but what was probably, or the, what comes to mind first, whatever. The biggest okay. challenge that you faced in college, and how did you overcome it? And then to follow that on a more positive note, I mean, well, challenges can be positive, so I don't mean to say that mm-hmm. as negative. Let me reword that really quick. And then secondly, <laughs> one of your fondest or best college memories that, you know, comes to mind first for you. Totally. Um, one of the biggest challenges for me was, so my... As I mentioned before, my I didn't train between my fr- my senior year of high school and, and my first year of college, and yeah. so it was really hard. I my body was experiencing things that I had never experienced yeah. before, yep. and it was really hard. And I wanted to quit. And I'm someone who's like I'm typically a very positive person, and yeah. I, it was so hard for me to be like. Like, I just don't feel like I'm good enough to do this. And coming from being the lead scorer in high school on my track team, like one of the only people to go to state, one of the only girls to go to state, to then now I'm like, I I don't know if I can do this. These practices are killing me. Yeah. I'm so tired, right? And so... I was like, I, I think I'm going to have to quit. That's what I told my sister. Yeah. I was like, I think I'm going to have to quit. And that that was when she was like, no, you're not. We're not doing that. Yeah. We don't quit. Um, so, again, community is amazing. Yes, Family's yes. Better. <laughs> um, but then making the conscious decision to to train, to go prepare so that I can come back and never feel the way that I felt yeah. then. And that ties into one of my fondest memories was we would have to do a timed um, mile, yeah. two timed miles back to back. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, he, you know, my yeah. track coach would go to other colleges and uh, get the hardest workouts yep, and then come yep. back and have us do it. I'm like, okay, thank oh. you for that. <laughs> um, but he had, 
he had Olympians come and train with him. Yeah. Olympian Olympic jumpers. So I'm like, I'm I'm in a good place. Yeah. Um, and you saw something in me that maybe I couldn't see it myself at the time, but you yeah. believe that I can do this thing. So yeah. the least I can do is get in line with that. And yeah. so you know. Yeah. Um so we're doing the time mile and it's it may be like a like a selfish moment that I found fond, but yeah, to be the to be the fastest non cross country mile runner, wow, was huge for me. Yeah, um, to come from like sprinting. struggle bus to <laughs> yeah to having the fastest time mile outside of our cross country runners was wow. huge for me, and it caused such a big mental shift in me that. I did it was start what you to, needed. I could yeah. sing while we were doing 12, 400, four and five hundreds around <laughs> the pockmarked uh, soccer field. Yeah. And when I run past my teammates, I'm encouraging them. And, um, you know, I'll, I'd be singing and I'm, I'm breathing. I'm like, I, I always gave it encouragement. You got this. Yeah. Let's go. Come on, push it. You know, like to be able to have a personal victory like that was such a awesome moment for me because and it was hard I'm not gonna lie I, <laughs> it yeah was hard. Um, I don't even know if I could run a whole lap <laughs> <laughs> well it's like you know you gotta build up to that that's was, true I that's exactly where I was at and I was like wait I I came from being a hurdler and a high jumper that yeah. is 100 meters yeah. and from the pit to the I mean, from yeah. the, the starting point to the pit what are we doing <laughs> so I'm like why and why is this necessary yeah but it was con- you're it not, was doing two yeah. things, conditioning your body. Yep. More importantly, it was conditioning my mind. Yeah. Yep. And something you at, you'd mentioned earlier or asked um, in the questions you sent was across sports, why is mindset so important? And it's because to be an athlete at the collegiate level uh, requires so much more than uh, talent and yeah. skill even. It is your mindset that makes you different, that sets you apart um, from someone who isn't a collegiate athlete, that didn't make it to the collegiate level. Um, I know that I beat people um, that I wasn't supposed to beat. But when you pair work ethic with extreme attention to detail, and a good mindset, <laughs> it changes everything. And honestly, if you flip that upside down, it starts with the mindset to believe that I can even do that thing. Yeah. So, Oh, that was great. One more question before I let you go, because I know you have your okay. audition soon. And I want yeah. you to be able to have time for that. Okay. Do you have any words to leave us with any general life advice that you know doesn't apply doesn't need to apply to being an athlete but just general anything any final words that you want to leave us with today yeah so this is it's gonna sound morbid but I don't mean it that way okay (laughs) decide what is important to you right now and, and how you want to show up in the world mm-hmm. so that you hear the things that you want to hear people say at your funeral. What are people, what will they say of me? How will the, what is the story that will live on past me? What is the legacy that I am going to lead on this world? And it doesn't have to be something crazy and, <laughs> you know, like I made it to the Olympics. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be that. Man, she was such a kind person. I always felt seen when I was in her presence. Mm. Man, her work ethic, it was unmatched. It was unmatched, and it was so encouraging to me to see. She doesn't even know it. So it's it's how my advice would be to show up every single day um, like it matters, because it does. Gosh, I'm going to start crying over here. That's okay. I have chill bumps too. I'm, I, you know, I I understand, but I, I'm a little older than you, <laughs> um, and so I have Age is just a number, obviously. Right. Sorry, say that again. I just like I have some years on you, so oh. I've had the opportunity to look back. Yeah. 
thank you so much for spending time with me today. Um, everything that you have said has been really insightful and moving for me. So I am so happy that we got to connect. I mean, I'm just me like, too. I'm just in awe, you know? I, I love, I, it took a little bit for me to be able to start a podcast, but now that, you know, I'm like trying to, you know, get people on and, and hear like wisdom of other people. Right. And so mm-hmm. this is, this is just really meaningful for me. So thank you so much for taking the time to spend some time with me and, and talk about your, and your life and your wisdom. I would do it again in a heartbeat. And I hope everyone knows how lucky they are to know you because man, um, yeah, I wish your, your, your life and your career, um, and your podcast success because it's necessary thank you thank you so much for tuning into this episode i hope you enjoyed it as much as i did and athlete or not i hope you found something you can take away today and apply to your own life or a little change of perspective for your day as always feel free to reach out i love hearing from my listeners I'm always open to any critique or advice, so please don't hesitate to reach out. I've had a few things clear up, and being a second semester senior, things will hopefully continue to clear up a little bit for me, so I hope to get a few more episodes out a little bit more often in these few coming months, so I hope you are looking forward to that as much as I am. So thank you all for listening again, and remember you're already everything.